Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm so excited. Today is NCAA Day. And this is going to be the first time in the history of NCAA brackets that anybody gets a perfect bracket. Because I have changed my stance. I've changed my stance. I'm going with who's playing well. Usually when I do a bracket, I come in last because I always think Duke's going to win. I take Indiana too far. I take Purdue too far. Not this time, baby. I am going with who is playing well, period. That's it. Yesterday, before I get into that, kudos, Jordan Bohannon. I'm wearing my Indiana shirt because Indiana plays well today or plays today. But Jordan Bohannon, J-Bo, Joe-Bo, I don't know. All I know is he came at me for a tweet that I had sent a long time ago about basically Sasha Stefanovic uh, plays like he has joy. Jordan Bohannon plays like he's sad with the NIL. It was a smart aleck tweet, and I was wrong. And Jordan Bohannon threw it right in my face, and I liked it. I did. Hey, when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Indiana fans have been arguing with me, but Jordan Bohannon, I ain't going to lie to you. He kicked IU's you-know-what. He did. When you knock down three threes in the last seconds of a game, you are kicking you-know-what. Or last minutes of a game. You are kicking you-know-what. And that's what Bohannon did. Kudos to him. Took a lot of shrapnel yesterday. But we're still standing. <laughs> we're still standing. Uh, all right. A um, couple of things before we get into the brackets. You know, later on in the show, I'm going to get into the dwindling quarterback. But a couple of really weird things happened yesterday. Number one, people now are starting to pursue Deshaun Watson. My Colts reached out, and apparently Deshaun Watson and the Texans said, nah, not the Colts. I ain't buying that necessarily is happening. Here's the deal. You reach out to Watson. I reach out to you is basically it. Dylan, I'm calling Dylan. I'm the general manager of the Colts. Dylan's the general manager of the Texans. Hey, we'd like to reach out about Deshaun Watson. You know what I mean? Uh, And at the end of the day, no, we're not interested. Well, then how does that get out? I'll tell you how that gets out. I'll tell you exactly how that gets out. Somebody wanted it out. So I'm not so sure that the Colts were there. I do understand Carolina. I do understand certain teams, though. I understand the Colts. But I'm not 100% certain that that's what's going to happen here. I'm just not. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just not 100% certain that Deshaun Watson was pursued by the Colts. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. All right. Uh, Let me see here. I got something else. Oh, yeah, Kyrie Irving. Look, I've said this forever. This is the weirdest thing in sports. All of a sudden, now, let me see if I get this. Not all of a sudden, but there's a vax mandate in New York City, which means you can come in and play, but you can't be a New York citizen, play on the Nets or the Knicks, 
and play if you're not vaxxed. If you're not vaxxed, you can come in from Chicago. You can come in from Golden State. I got to tell you, I don't get it. Like, I honestly don't get it. I wish I got it, but I don't get it. The truth of the matter is this. Kyrie Irving shows up to kind of stick it to him. He's sitting there in the front row, right? And next thing you know, Kyrie Irving goes back in the locker room. That was his mistake. He cost the Nets 50 grand. And look, I, I, I'm one of these people. In the world we live in, everybody jumps on one side. The woe is me, the victim, whatever, okay? I want to hear both sides. I always want to hear both sides. What's this side? What's going on with Irving? I want to hear both sides. I don't only want to hear one side. So I'm curious why New York State still has that mandate. They've been talking about it, and I know NFL or NBA players have been losing their minds on it. But I got to tell you, I like to hear both sides. I do. And I think you all should too. Hearing both sides is a big deal in everything. We jump to every conclusion. If somebody can say, oh, I'm a victim. Kyrie Irving's a victim. Oh, he can't get in. And then we, we lose. We say, oh, yeah, yeah, he's a victim. No. Why is New York doing this would be interesting. I know people have their opinions, but I want to know the why. Jags are making all kinds of moves in the offseason. I mean, honest to God. Now, this goes back to when Urban was on our show. Remember when Urban was on our show during the end of football season, and he was talking about this. He was talking about Screw going to get draft choices. Let's go get really good players. Okay, let's just go get players. So you go get players, and guess what? You got a chance. Well, Christian Kirk, former, uh, excuse me, former Cardinal, got a four-year deal worth $84 million. It's a pretty good deal. The big kid from Iowa, Shreff, the big lineman, Riley, who's a great dude. He was friends with a friend of mine who started at uh, 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 Andrew Donnell. His brother Mark roomed with my son at Michigan. Hey, they signed him too. They're going all out, man. They're trying to win and get better quickly. We'll see. I feel like the Jaguars win every single time in March. And then they get their brains beat out. Jim Beheim's going to join. We're going to get to the freaking brackets right this minute. All right, full disclosure, I'm the worst at this. I wish I wasn't the worst at this, but I am the worst at this historically, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm the worst at this historically because, frankly, I pick based on history. Well, there's no way Texas Tech can beat a team like Notre Dame. No, I'm not doing that this year. I'm not. And I go chalky. I go a little too chalky. I'm pretty chalky because the tournament's pretty chalky this year. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not, you know, we all say, hey, look, uh, the tournament is always upset riddled. And it is to some degree in the first round. But in the second round, third round, it gets pretty chalky. This is an interesting tournament. It's always an interesting tournament. But I got to tell you, when you look at this, there are some teams that are really playing well. I mean, really playing well. I'm going to give you the West, and I'm going to give you, what's the other one? I'm going to give you the East from now until 930. Do yourself a favor. Get yourself a freaking pen 
and a bracket. I'm not showing you my bracket. This is my bracket. Whoop. Nope. And we're going to fill it out right here on the screen with my man, Dylan. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the West bracket. Now, the number one seed is Gonzaga. The number one seed deserves to be Gonzaga. The number two seed, excuse me, is Duke. I'm not sure the number two seed needs to be Duke, but they are. As one of the many things that ESPN used to get mad at me about was I always said, hey, look, they're going to tell us. I know we got to get Joey Brackets in here. I know we got to get all these guys, but they're going to tell us. All right, remember, I am doing this based on performance, and if you fill this out like I'm filling this out, chances are you're going to win. I've only won one in my life. Pat McAfee years ago, before Pat McAfee blew up, he was good, but now he's crazy. Has me on his show, and I give it to boom, boom, boom. You know what Pat did? Pat won himself a trip to Vegas. You know what I got it out of it? Nothing. Nothing. He lives right over here. I ain't happy about it. But anyway, all right, I'm only going by teams that are playing well. I'm taking coaches I don't like out of it. I'm taking teams I don't like. I'm taking coaches I got past history. All of it's gone. Like Jared, like Elaine Bennis, gone. All right, the Zags. The Zags are the number one team. Put them up there, Dylan. The Zags, in my opinion, will roll. Georgia State, I like Rob Lanier. The Zags, I don't think there is a better team in the country right now. They're big enough. They're strong enough. They got shooting enough. They play fast enough. But I will say this, they are not overpowering. They're not overpowering. I know they got two big guys. I know Holgram's a really good player. I've seen he's a narrowest shoulder really good player I maybe I've ever seen. I mean, when you see Anthony Davis, he's like this, right? When you see those guys in the Big Ten, they're like this. But Holgram's really, really good. Georgia State, I watched them play. I'm not going to give you a lot of time on him. Rob Lanier, really good coach, got a second chance at being a head coach. He was the head coach at St. Bonnie. Now he is at Georgia State, won the conference. I really liked having him on my show, but they ain't beating Gonzaga. In fact, they're not even coming close. Uh, As we go through this, I might go to my gambling site and give you a little something-something. All right, next, Boise State and Memphis. This game is a situation. Now, this game, ladies and gentlemen, um, is a real situation. This game, both teams are playing well. I've watched Memphis. I think Memphis does a couple of things that are very underrated. One of the things that Memphis does that is underrated is defend. I mean, people act like Memphis is one of those teams that just throws the ball out. No, 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 no. Memphis will guard you. And Lester Quinones is the key to that. He is. He's the key to that. They will guard you. I expect this to be a very low-scoring game. Let me go through some things for you. In the Mountain West tournament, Boise State scored 71, 68, and then 53. They scored 53 against uh, San Diego State, who hangs its hat defensively. It's pretty damn good. 68 against Wyoming team, Indiana's playing tonight, and 69 against Steve Alford's Nevada team. 
this is going to be a low-scoring game, which in truth doesn't, buy, doesn't bother Memphis even a little bit. Memphis can play it any damn way you want, any way you want. I'm taking Memphis in this game because I think they're more talented, number one, and number two, they're on a roll, and number three, they guard you. They ain't afraid to guard you. They got beat by Houston. All right, let me back up a second. Let me give you something that you need to know, the hot team. People always say, man, this is an upset. Man, how did this happen? Well, I'll tell you how things happen. The hot team. The team that rolls through his conference tournament. Boise could win this because they are the quote-unquote hot team. Memphis lost in the final. The hot team doesn't lose in the final. But I like Memphis's talent too much in this one. All right. This next game gives me a little bit of angst. This, this next game, man, 26-6 and six is what New Mexico State is. 26-6. and six. Now, here's the deal. My brain tells me, hey, look, you've been watching UConn this whole year. And if you watch UConn, and if you watch Danny Hurley coach, you know two things. Number one, they're going to be prepared. 100% going to be prepared. Don't even talk about it. And number two, number two, they're going to defend. Well, that ain't bad for New Mexico State. On the surface, people think maybe they don't know what's going on in Las Cruces, but Chris Jan's a pretty damn good basketball coach. Chris Jans was at Bowling Green, won 20 games with a snap of his finger, had a little problem left. Uh, he's been in the NCAA tournament now a couple times with New Mexico State. Chris Jans ain't afraid to play. The one thing that I'm looking at here, though, and, it, and I know there's a backstory, but I don't know what it is, is New Mexico State lost to a six-win Chicago State team. And that was recent. That was February 26th. Then they went ahead and lost to Stephen F. Austin. Ran through their conference tournament, including a win against Grand Canyon, who is really good with uh, Bryce Drew. Look, those two losses give me pause. I don't think UConn, I don't care what the situation would have been, whether it would have been COVID or injury. or I don't think UConn would have lost. That to those two teams. So I'm taking UConn. That's kind of the buffer. That's kind of the... Mm. I told you yesterday about Vermont. I told you. Vermont won their last four games, their last three games in their conference tournament by 39, 32, and 39. I got it written right here. I actually have notes. 39, 32, and 39. Now, I want you to think about that for a little bit. Think about that. Now, we're trying to win a bracket here. You would think, you would think that you would take Vermont in an upset special. What do people like to see? People like to see the upset, right? They like to see the 413 upset. Not here. The must bus and Keith Smart at all. Too well coached. They play too hard. I'm taking Arkansas. And uh, I don't want to because my theory is who's playing really well, who's the hot team. If you want to change that in your bracket, uh, you might win and I might lose because Vermont's the hot team. But I just, I, I, in this one, I'm going with the coach. And this is what gets me in trouble in bracketology. I always go with a coach. 
I said I'm going with the hot team. If I was going to go with the hot team, I'd go with Vermont, but I just can't do it. I think the speed, how hard they play, uh, Arkansas is going to take Vermont out of the game. I don't care whether it's Rutgers or whether it's Notre Dame. Does not matter to me. Whoever plays that team is going to win over Alabama. Just telling you. An 11-6 game. I'm going to take Rutgers. I think Rutgers in their matchup against Notre Dame, they're very similar teams. they got a bunch of shot makers on both teams. Uh, Paul Atkinson, pretty good for Notre Dame. He can get it rolling inside. But the truth of the matter is, uh, whoever makes shots is going to win this game because that's what they do. Make shots. Don't do shots. Make shots. I think Rutgers, Texas Tech's going to uh, trounce Montana State. Mark Adams is no joke. They're playing well, and he'll have them ready. Michigan State, Davidson. Michigan State, Davidson is interesting. Actually kind of fascinating. Talked about it yesterday. Davidson can really pass the basketball. I mean, they can sling it. Michigan State is not a normal Michigan State team. But remember, I said I am going to take the team that's playing well. And I really, really like, I really like the way Michigan State is playing here of late. I do. I do. I like it. I ain't mad about it. I think Michigan State has found a little something, something not good enough to run through the Big Ten tournament. Don't get me wrong. There's a big difference between able to, being able to run through the Big Ten tournament. you got to be damn good like Iowa's playing or Purdue's playing with their talent. But Michigan State good enough to beat, I think, uh, Davidson. Duke's going to roll Fullerton. That's all I got. I was at Fullerton's campus last year. I kind of liked it. But Duke's going to roll Fullerton. I'm going to stay in the West. Now we got Gonzaga taking on, uh-oh. No, 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 no. I got Texas Tech, Dylan. Texas Tech, I went quick beating Montana. I went quick with that. All right. We're going back to the top now. We're going back to the top. Gonzaga and Memphis. Interesting game. Not as easy as one may think, ladies and gentlemen. Tell you why. Memphis got athletes. I watched Memphis go into Houston when Houston had a 37-game home win streak. The place was jam-packed. I was there. It was loud. They had Calvin Murphy going nuts. Memphis beat them. Memphis got down five, knocked in two threes to take the lead, hung on like crazy, and beat them. I'm telling you, Memphis is good, but they ain't good enough. But this will be one of the best games in the tournament. I will be shocked if Gonzaga routes Memphis. I will be. Uh, If it's Boise, I won't be shocked. But if it's Memphis, I will be shocked. All right, next game, UConn and Arkansas. I'm going with the Razorbacks. Same reason I just said. They play too fast. They're tough as hell. Um, They're well coached. And this seems to be a team for Eric Musselman. Jante is a good player, but it doesn't have a star star. It seems like a together connected crew. I'm taking them. 
And then I'm taking Duke to beat Michigan State. Again, another barn burner. Look, we all want to see Davidson Duke until we don't want to see Davidson Duke. I'm taking Spar- excuse me, I'm taking Duke over Sparty. Uh, I'm sorry, I did skip the one, didn't I? I did skip Rutgers and Texas Tech. I didn't buy Texas Tech early. I buy them now. I'm taking, I'm taking, I'm taking Texas Tech, Dylan, over Rutgers. Pretty much for the reason I just said. I think Texas Tech's just playing really well. I don't think Rutgers or Notre Dame are playing really well, and I don't think Alabama was playing really well. So you got to take one of the three teams, and I think Rutgers gets themselves going when it is big games. I've seen it numerous times this year in the Big Ten, whether it was beating Purdue when they were number one in the country. Rutgers has a toughness to them, so that's what I'm taking. And then, you know, again, I told you, this gets a little chalky, right? I'm taking the Zags over Arkansas, and then I'm taking Duke over Texas A&M or Texas Tech. It does get a little chalky. So, you know, it is what it is. But the truth of the matter is I've got Gonzaga against Duke in the final, in the West, and I got the Zags coming out of it. Again, people always say, Hey, Dan, boy, that's really a daring pick. I'm not trying to be daring. I'm trying to win, right? Aren't we trying to win? All right, so I got the Zags coming out of the West. Now we're going to head to the East. Look, Norfolk State, great story. Uh, The kid O'Quinn led him to a victory years ago. It ain't happening against Baylor. Baylor can lock you up at the guard position. And I'm not in love with Baylor as a one seed. But I'm in love with their guards, and I'm in love with how they defend. So, you know, North Carolina Marquette, I was shocked. I was shocked when Virginia Tech beat North Carolina that bad. Marquette's got, got a nice team. Nice team. But here's what I like about North Carolina. Baycott and three others dropped 20 each in Cameron Indoor Stadium. Now, they're playing well. Yes, they got their brains beat out. Yes, Virginia Tech is on a hell of a roll. Hey, sometimes you can play and you just get beat against a team that's on fire. I mean, sometimes it just happens. No ifs, ands, or buts. But the truth of the matter is, I ain't mad at Carolina. When I watched them play Duke and then I watched them play Virginia, I thought to myself, hang on here. Dangerous 8-9 team after they got beat by Virginia Tech. I think they're going to beat, I think they're going to beat Marquette setting up a match with Baylor. Indiana, I'm a homer. Oops, I'm a homer. No question about it, I'm a homer. Don't at me. I am. I Look, I'm, I'm also a critic. I've told people, hey, all year, Indiana has been bad. Didn't look well coached at different times. But I'm taking them to not only win tonight, I'm taking them to go ahead and beat St. Mary's in the, I guess it's the first round. I don't know. if I guess it's the second round, they call it. But here's the deal with Indiana. The bigs for Wyoming are good. Ike or EK, really good. But that's kind of Indiana's strength. And you got to understand something. When Wyoming plays Indiana, you got to know that the last four post guys, last three post guys, three of the last four, have been the biggest dude in the world, uh, Zach Eady, the second biggest dude in the world, 
in Hunter Dickinson, and then bigger than both of them except Edie. No one's bigger than Edie. Kofi Colbert. Now, you got to understand, the, Indiana, when you play in the Big Ten this year, you're playing against mountains. And I love the way Jackson Davis is playing. So I'm going to take him to beat Wyoming uh, handily. I already did. If they lose, it's on me. I will take all blame for all of your gambling losses. I won't pay you back, but I'll take the blame. And then they're going to beat St. Mary. I don't think St. Mary's athletic enough. Indiana's pretty athletic. I hope Jordan Geronimo plays. If he does, that's a big help. If he doesn't, that's a problem. UCLA is going to beat Akron, but Akron's a good story. John Gross has now taken Ohio University, Illinois, and Akron to the NCAA tournament. I was talking to Mike Lewis yesterday, the assistant coach uh, of UCLA, and he likes where his team is, particularly uh, with their toughness. He feels like their toughness is back. That convinced me. Look, Akron will play hard. Akron will give them what they got. But if UCLA doesn't look, and this is a problem, if UCLA doesn't just look at the, at the jersey and say, oh, that's just Akron, but comes out to play with a purpose of getting back to the Final Four, they'll beat them handily. But that's a big if. Texas and Virginia Tech. I'm not going against Virginia Tech. I'm sorry. Look, I know there could be burnout after a run in the ACC tournament. But what did I tell you from jump? I told you. I told you that I'm taking the teams that are playing the best. And you tell me, you beat North Carolina, you beat the brakes off them, then you beat the brakes off of Duke back-to-back in the ACC tournament? Now, understand the ACC tournament. It's the granddaddy of them all. Like, back when the Big Ten was taking the, the, the team that won, this is in the 70s, I'm going way back. Every other league was taking the conference champ, putting them in the NCAA tournament, not the, not the ACC. You could win the conference tournament, or excuse me, you could win the conference, but if you didn't win the tournament, guess what you were doing? You were doing what we're doing, sitting at home, getting a drink, watching it on TV. The granddaddy of them all, and Virginia Tech running through it like that, I'm just going to buy into it. Caveat. Caveat time. Texas, remember last year, Texas lost to Abilene Christian. A lot of pride with Chris Beard. I guarantee you Chris Beard's letting everybody remember how that feeling was. Different staff, same school, same brand. Not going to be surprised if Texas beats them. In another year, I would take Texas. But that would be based on Chris Beard, not how teams are playing. Ain't nobody playing better than Virginia Tech, ladies and gentlemen. Purdue's going to wild Yale, although Yale will keep it close in the first half because they're really well coached with James Jones. They pass the ball. Dudes go to Yale. I mean, what are we doing? They're going to be smart. So just stop it, stupid. They're going to be brilliant. They're going to be smart basketball players. If they're not smart basketball players, why are you at Yale? But James Jones can coach him up. Yale's won a game in this tournament before. I ain't mad if Yale plays Purdue well the first half, but too much size. Uh, Murray State is on a roll. Y'all know the history of the San Francisco Dons? Late 70s, way back, Bill Russell led them to NCAA championships. Uh, Casey Jones, Bill Russell. But as late as the early, or excuse me, late 1970s, they had two of my heroes playing. Kid named John Hegwood from Gary Roosevelt and Wallace Bryant, a seven-footer. A lot of you that know basketball will know those names. 
and they had a dude named Quentin Daly. Quentin Daly brought the whole program down with a rape charge. Well, they were number one in the country, the Downs. They were must-see TV. Downs aren't back to that, but the Downs are pretty damn good, but they ain't handling Murray. Murray's one of those teams that plays fast, and they get into you. Like, they're just, how do I put it? Remember the guy you played against? Um, remember the guy you played against on, on, the, on, the, on the pickup court? You know, they're just into you. You're wondering if they're going to take a charge. That's Murray State. Kentucky's going to beat St. Peter's. That's all I got for you. I like Shaheen Holloway, though. I thought he was a good player. Uh, Back to the top. I'm going to take Baylor. I don't want to take Baylor, but I'm going to take Baylor. I think Baylor is too solid across the board for North Carolina. North Carolina a little too flighty across the board, a little too up and down. But I'm going to take Baylor. Hate to do it. Indiana, UCLA. Are you kidding me? What a matchup. I think the last time these two teams met was 1992 in the NCAA tournament in Albuquerque. UCLA had whooped our backside to start the season. First game of the year. Beat us by 25. There was a storm outside the plane. True story. On the way home, there was a bigger storm inside the plane. Bobby Knight broke the damn... the the cloth on the plane we were flying ceiling. So we played them in the NCAA tournament to go to the Final Four, and Calvert Chaney and that crew beat them by 30. They had Murray, uh, Tracy Murray, McLean, and all these guys. <clears throat> I, think, I think UCLA is going to get them. Purdue's going to get Virginia Tech. I like Purdue. I like Purdue too much. Oops, I got to cover my Indiana because I like Purdue. What are you doing with Indiana? And I think I think Indiana's going to have too much. Purdue's going to have too much. I think Virginia Tech's going to go back to where they've been. A good team. It'll be a good game, but Purdue will have too much. And there's no way in hell John Calipari and Kentucky are losing to an in-state rival. No chance. There are certain coaches that ain't letting it happen. And it ain't happening with this one. Murray's going to conclude a great year in the second round, third round, whatever it is in a tournament. But John Calipari is going to get them and he's going to get them fairly big in the end. Baylor-UCLA, I've told you this before. I'm a Scott Drew fan. I wasn't. I am now. They'll guard. But I'm a Jaime Jaquez fan. Jaime Jaquez and his family stayed with us during the NCAA tournament last year. Great people. Again, talking to Mike Lewis. Feels like Tiger Campbell can uh, can beat a good defense. Miles Johnson, the transfer from Rutgers, is going to have to play really well in this game. He's going to have to take care of the backboard. And, of course, Hawkes and Uzang and Bernard and all the rest are going to have to. I'm going with UCLA, and it's going to be a UCLA-Purdue. I got Purdue beating Kentucky. I don't think Kentucky's that good. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't think they're that good. I like them. I like them. I think they got the best draw of any two seed could possibly ask for. But I don't like them. I don't like them. I like that's not Boogie Cousins or John Wall or uh, Jamal Murray or Devin Booker or uh, Anthony Davis. That's not those guys out there, ladies and gentlemen. Stop it. No, that's not those guys. These guys are all right. But I'm taking the Boilers. And then, ladies and gentlemen, I'm taking the Boilers to go to the Final Four. This is a rematch. Let me go back. The name Rick Mount 
Uh, nobody a better shooter. Look him up. Telling you. Still, he was the only first schoolboy ever on the cover of Sports Illustrated in 1969. Is either 69 or 70. I get things mixed up. UCLA, Lou Alcindor, I think it was. It may not have been, but I think it was. Beat Purdue in the national championship game. And it's a rematch. I just think Purdue's got too much. This, again, I usually don't do this. I usually put in not Purdue. Purdue have been to the Final Four since I was a junior in high school in 1980. They're going this year. All right. I got the South, and I got the Midwest when we come back. All right, let's head to the South. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Ready? Let's do it. Let's head to the south where Arizona is the one seed and Villanova is the two seed. Now, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, both teams are playing pretty well. Arizona rolled through the Pac-12 and they should be playing well. There's a one and two seed. But remember, I'm doing this on who's playing well. Wright State is going to beat Bryant in the first round. I think it's tomorrow night in Dayton. Now, Wright State's from Dayton. Brian has a dude named Peter Kiss. If you want to watch a fun dude to play basketball, very disrespectful, but he'll be all right. If you want to watch a fun dude to play basketball, Peter Kiss is your guy for Brian. Telling you, they're not going to beat Wright State. In fact, I think the line was for take Wright State and don't look back. That's going to be my doubler after Indiana wins tonight by five or more. Then I'm going to double it tomorrow with with, uh, Wright State. All right, Arizona's going to win that one. TCU, Seton Hall, I don't know. I'm a big Jamie Dixon fan. These eight, nine games are tough. These eight, nine games are the kind of games where you go, dang. And they're supposed to be, right? You're just good enough. You're just good enough, but you're not good enough, if that makes sense. You're not quite good enough to be, you know, a three, a four, a five, but eight, nine, you're just kind of good enough. And Seton Hall's good. You know, I mean, they're not great, but they're good. I mean, they're, you know, but I just think their toughness wins this game. So I'm going to take Seton Hall. Same thing with the next game, Houston. UAB, Andy Kennedy's done a great job. I, I'm not going to lie to you. Andy Kennedy has been magnificent. Andy Kennedy took over that job, and he went in, and he did really good things in in Conference USA and won the league. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. But I just don't see them being able to beat Calvin Sampson. Calvin Sampson's teams do a couple of things. One, they play really hard. Three things. Two, they're going to guard you all game. Three, they're going to rebound. They may get stuck offensively. They may not have great shooters, but they will guard you hard and they'll be tough usually I say hey look you got to have shooting in the tournament yeah not this game 
Illinois Chattanooga. Woo! Illinois and Chattanooga. Are you kidding me? Illinois, man, this is a bad draw. We had Brad Underwood on yesterday. Strength of Illinois, they got a lot of strengths. Kofi Coburn's an All-American. Silvio D'Souza was, as Brad Underwood said, he was at Kansas for a reason. And when I watched Chattanooga, Par- uh, Lamont Paris' team, you know, I saw athletic ability. I saw dudes that could go. I saw dudes that were unafraid. I saw dudes that decided, hey, look, here's the deal. Um, we're here to win. We're not playing great. Didn't play great. But they got bailed out on a three. And I'm go- I want to take Nuga. I want- they're a hot team. They got experience, but I can't do it. I just think Illinois is bigger and stronger. Michigan is really talented. You know, let's make no mistake about it. The kid that they have, Devontae Jones, I think is really kind of coming to his own as a playmaker. Devontae Jones getting solid. Now, he's a dude that averaged 18 at Coastal Carolina. Hunter Dickinson, big old dude, is in there flopping around and being really good. He'll probably get 25 and 12 or 15. It's an interesting game because Colorado State has had a really good year. They are one of four teams from the Mountain West. Michigan, a lot of people think, should not have made the tournament. This only reason I'm picking Michigan in this, swear to God, only reason is because Michigan, every year there's a team. Let me back up. Every year there's a team that shouldn't be in a tournament that makes a run. Remember VCU when they went to the uh, Final Four? Everybody said they're not supposed to be in the tournament. Why are they in Dayton? They got in the tournament, went to the Final Four every year. Every pe- All pundits are saying, hey, look, Michigan shouldn't be in. How are they in? They're in because they're in. And they're going to be Colorado State. Uh, I like the Longwood story. They've won a bunch of games. The coach is a lawyer. He left an $800,000 job to go be a coach. I like it. It's great. But they ain't beating Tennessee. No, sir. Ohio State, Loyola. <clears throat> Ohio State has not played well. I mean, let's just be honest. Now, they're going through what teams went through earlier. Remember we've had coaches on our show, and it's always been, hey, what happened with your team when you lost three in a row, when you lost four in a row, all right? Well, you know, well, this is what Ohio State is going through right now. It is. Ohio State's going through this, and I got to tell you, It ain't any fun for anybody. Can they come out of it? I think they do. There's a kid named Williamson. He is on Loyola. Might be the best two-way player in the country. He was there back in the day when they went to the Final Four. He's been the defensive player of the year like every year. I don't know how old he is. He might be 106. Don't care. Like, I did not care even a little bit how old Jordan Bohannon was when he killed the Hoosiers, and all these freaking Hoosier fans are losing their mind. No. I'm taking Ohio State. It's a little bit of a homer pick. It goes against two things. One, the team playing better. Two, the hot team. But a little like Michigan, Ohio State got a lot of pride. Got a lot of pride. Don't sleep on Ohio State in this game. Villanova's just playing better. They they just are. I'm sorry. Villanova is the hot team. 
I've watched Delaware, CAA, really good league. I've watched Delaware. I think Delaware's good. I got no problem with Delaware. But and and Martin's Ingle, Inglesby has been a terrific coach there. But they 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 no. Uh, let's go back to the top. Arizona Seton Hall. Arizona's going to win that game by twenty. That's who Arizona is. Illinois Houston. Uh, no, too many shot makers on Illinois. Way too many shot makers on Illinois. Uh, UT Michigan. That road ends for uh, the Wolverines. UT might be playing better than anybody in the country. They might be. Now, I don't know if they're legitimately that good freshman guards, but they're playing that well. Again, stay with me, people, because I'm going to get you a 100% bracket. Uh, Villanova is beating Ohio State. It would take a monumental effort by a freshman named Barnum or a point guard named Wheeler for them to beat Jay Wright's team. I don't think they can do it. I think it'd be close. But I think Villanova gets them. Back to the top. I'm going chalk here. I'm taking Arizona. I I think they're really good. Somebody said it yesterday. They're aesthetically pleasing. All right? I like aesthetically pleasing. I'm taking them. I think they beat Illinois. Now, remember back, I don't even know when it was, like 99, Arizona-Illinois played a classic game. Deron Williams, Terry, all those guys, it was like a national championship game. I think it was in a regional. This could be a rematch of that kind of good game. But I'm taking Arizona. I think Arizona's really good. Against my better judgment, I think the luck runs out for UT. I got Villanova going to the Elite Eight. And the reason is, I just think Villanova's a more solid basketball team. I think, hey, look, Tennessee's playing great. This could go either way. But when I watch Villanova, they always make the right play down the stretch. Always. Without fail. All right. Villanova is going to lose to Arizona. So I've got Arizona in the final four. Period. All right. We're going to move to the Midwest because, frankly, i got to go to the bathroom. I do. You see me squirming. Kansas is going to beat either Texas Southern or Texas uh, Corpus Christi. Remember this, though. Texas Southern, Johnny Jones coached and was a point guard on a Final Four team of LSU. His son, uh, Shaq's son is playing there. Pretty good pedigree. High-scoring Creighton, low-scoring San Diego State. In tournament play, I take the high-scoring team. I'm not going to bore you with this. I'm going to give you my facts later, but I'm taking Iowa. I'm taking Iowa to beat Richmond. I think Richmond's good. Coach Mooney, terrific. Terrific. But I'm not going to bore you. I'm going to give you my Iowa numbers coming up. Iowa is usually a team that I just say no to. They have not been, I'll give you one number, they have not been, listen to this, in the Sweet 16 since 1999. Think about that. Iowa. I remember they were number one in the country in like 97. But I think Iowa wins this game. Providence, South Dakota State, every Providence game is the same. It'll be a six-point game with two minutes to go. Providence will win. I cannot bet on LSU. LSU may be the better team against Iowa State. Iowa State, when I saw them early, was terrific. When I've seen them late, not so much. But I don't care. 
I don't care. Hey, Coach Nickelberry is taking over for Will Wade. That is awesome. Yay, rah. Go fight win. But I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I ain't betting on him. Not doing it at all. No. And this is the one game that may get me because this is the game that I'm making personal. I am. Colgate's a nice team. Colgate's a lot like, yeah, man, they'll whip the ball around. They'll get it to other guys. They'll boop, 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 boop. But Wisconsin's too solid. Johnny, Johnny Davis played a bad game coming back from injury. Greg Gard told Andy Katz he's going to be ready. So I look for Wisconsin to win that one. Uh, this is a great game. This is a bad second-round game, Miami and USC. This is a terrible second-round game for Auburn. Terrible. Horrendous. No. You don't want this game in the second round. I'm going with Miami. Charlie Moore and veteran guards, I love how they play. I love how they back cut. Jim Laranega has done a great job. They don't stand. They back cut the living you-know-what out of out of Duke. Hey, Dylan, I got to take a break. Uh, it is quarter till. We'll be right back, and we'll finish up the Midwest Regional. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back and their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless from researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience. Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Hey, Sean Black and all you guys that know my show, you know what that was all about. Uh, hey, how are you? Welcome back. A uh, couple of things. I am lastly, Auburn and Jacksonville State. Any of y'all know where Jacksonville State is? Let me tell you where Jacksonville State is. Jacksonville State is in Alabama. Right. It is not, it, ladies and gentlemen, it is not at all in Florida. Jacksonville is in Florida, not Jacksonville State. Auburn's too good. I'll tell you this, though. Ray Harper can really coach at Jacksonville State. He can. And don't be surprised if they don't play him pretty hard early. I watched them play Elon early in the year. That's a good basketball team. Not surprised they're in the NCAA tournament. Top of the bracket. I think KU, Abaji's really good. Light, what is that kid's name? Light something? I don't know. He's really good. And McCormick's really good. I think Kansas is hitting their stride. I think this could be a 100-98 game if both coaches have it their way. 
if both coaches can do what they do, they're going to get down the floor, they're going to run like crazy, and they're going to have a day. I don't know if that's going to happen, but it certainly could. Um, Iowa Providence. Providence likes to keep it tight. All right? Let me go through this with you. Let me go through the scores for Iowa. Back on February 10th is where I caught Iowa. They scored 110 points at Maryland. Now, I've said this. How long have I been saying this, Uh, Ryan Mueller? How long have I been saying this? I've been saying this forever. That No, since then, since February 10th, if you can score 110 points on the road in the Big Ten, I had two or three, three actually, different Big Ten coaches text me, say, can you believe that? Nobody does that. Well, since then, 98 against Nebraska, 79 at Michigan, 75, not at Michigan, at home, 75 Ohio State, 86 Michigan State, 88 Nebraska, 82 Northwestern, 82 against Michigan. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I honestly don't. At Illinois, 74. Northwestern, 112. 84, 80, and 75 in the Big Ten tournament. Forget about it. Iowa's beating Providence. I would never pick Iowa. First Sweet 16 since uh, 1999. Wisconsin's a better team than Iowa State. And if it's LSU, they'll beat LSU worse. Mark my words on that. Uh, Miami-Auburn, this is a good game. This is a really good game. I'm going to take Auburn because I think Bruce Pearl gets his team going late in games with the speed that they play at. But this is going to be a fantastic basketball game. Remember I told you about Charlie Moore and the guards at Miami. They will control tempo and then look for back cuts. Now, Bruce Pearl's no dummy. He knows they're going to back cut. So take away the back cut. Easier said than done. All right. Kansas, Iowa. Hey, I don't care. I like Kansas. I This is one of those picks that has always cost me in these pools because I know to take Iowa, but I've always taken Kansas. I'm telling you right now, I am taking Iowa because since February 10th, I have thought this team, even though they've lost a couple, they lost at home to Michigan and they lost on the road Big Ten championship game for Illinois. Illinois came back, but I'm going to tell you why I'm taking Iowa. And it isn't just because they scored a bunch of points. I'm watching the other day against Purdue. Here's what I'm seeing. Keegan Murray's great, all right? Keegan Murray is either the first pick. He's the easiest scoring player in the country, okay? he Easy. His brother is coming on, Chris. Very Patrick McCaffrey. Patrick McCaffrey is six foot nine. Patrick McCaffrey is really coming on. He handles it. He drives it. He feeds it. He's smart. He makes mid-range. Leave him open. He can knock it in. Nuh-uh. Patrick McCaffrey is the key to Iowa. Hey, look, if Keegan Murray is going to drop eight threes like he did against Indiana, so be it. But Patrick McCaffrey is the key at his size. I'm telling you, Iowa. I would never have taken Iowa. But I've been telling you this since February 10th. Remember, I know Sean Black and you guys know. I know you do. Been saying it, been saying it, 
been saying it. And the more I watch, this is how I judge a team. The more I watch, the better I think they are Iowa. A lot of times, the more I watch, the less I think of teams. Auburn and Wisconsin. I'm not in love with Wisconsin. They got to the elite, or excuse me, they got to the uh, Sweet 16, but I'm taking Auburn. And then I'm taking Iowa to beat Auburn. It might be 120 to 110. I don't care. This is a game I would usually take the one or two seed. I'm telling you, but I'm different. I got Purdue. I got Iowa. Don't at me with me being a homer. Do not do it. I will not accept it. I am not a homer. I'm telling you, I'm going with the teams that I believe. This is the first time ever. Usually, back in the day when my son was in, I always picked him to win national championship. Ohio State, Michigan, national champs. But you tell me, man. You watch Iowa play and you tell me. Talked to Fran McCaffrey yesterday. I love the two sets of brothers. Stop it. Then I'm taking Arizona against Iowa. Lute Olsen game. Lute Olsen was at Iowa. He went to Arizona. Arizona's going to beat Iowa. I just think they're really good. I'm sorry. I think they're really good. And the other game, the Zags against Purdue. I'm taking the Zags. I'm taking the Zags. I don't want to take the Zags. I don't want to take Arizona. But when I have watched, those two teams all year long have been the most dangerous two teams. Since February 10th, told you, give me freaking Iowa. Uh... Purdue, I'm going on the, I'm going on what I think they should be. I'm going with the Zags 8578. Uh, I think the Zags win at 8578. I think that, you know what, it's one of those deals where, all right. Uh, I don't want to. I want Purdue and Iowa in the national championship game. I mean, I got my Indiana stuff on. I got my Big Ten, yay rah, pom poms. But it ain't going to happen. But I like having Purdue, and I like having Iowa in the Final Four. It's first time ever for me. Nine out of ten times years, I would have had Kansas in there. Nine out of ten times, I'd have had Kentucky or Auburn. Not this year. Nope. Purdue not playing great. They're hearing it. They got enough talent to go win games. Just saying. Uh, Eric Williams says, Iowa maybe, Purdue no. Eh. All right. All right. Maybe. I like Iowa and I like Purdue. Sorry. All right. Hey, join us. Go to this website right now where we're at. Go to NCAA.com. Join the OutKick website or join the OutKick uh, deal. What are you talking about? It's great. It's fun. Have a day, people. Seriously. Let's go. All right. Uh, when we come back, Jim Beheim. I'm going to get his take on the tournament, coaching his sons. How's his wife doing? The whole nine yards. We'll come back with the coach, Jim Beheim. Stay right here. It is don't. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At me. 
Oh, man, I love talking basketball with this man. He, you, I don't know if you remember, but you gave Benetti and I like two hours on the court, and it was a freaking history lesson, well, Coach Well, that's Bayheim. because I'm old and I've seen a lot of stuff, you know. It's, uh, it's as simple as that. Uh, the longer you're around this game. Why don't you write a book? Well, we had one, and that was enough. I, 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 had to, that's, that's, I drew the line at one book. That's, that's all I can handle. Maybe if I coach another 10 or 12 years, then I'll write another one. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> if Man, if you coach another 10 or 12 years, that'd be freaking awesome for everybody. How, how was it coaching both your kids this year? It was great. You know, it was difficult. It's, uh, you know, you have that added, added worry of, you know, how your kids are doing as well as how your team's doing. And our team wasn't good, and our, my kids were good. You know, they both played better than I expected ever to play. We lost our center in the middle of a four-game winning streak who was averaging about 15 and 10 during that streak, and we just couldn't replace him. And we lost, like, four games by one or two points out of our last 10. And, uh, you know, we just couldn't replace him. We didn't have anything there. Our perimeter guys played really well. You know, it's it's ironic. We were 16th in efficiency in the Ken Palm offense, which we've never been that high in all the years I've been coaching. But our defense was so bad that we couldn't win. We just couldn't win games. You know, we, we could get close. And I think the other thing, our league's a lot better than people want to give it credit. Uh, sometimes you get off to a bad start in the league, which we did. But teams like Virginia Tech, Miami, Duke, they're going to play really well in this tournament coming up, this, this thing coming up this, this starting this week. Uh, I think one thing that you have to be cautious of when you evaluate all these leagues is not how many teams they get in the tournament. That doesn't prove they're good teams. That proves they were good in their league. What matters is what do you do in the tournament? If you can't win in the tournament, you can't then say, well, this league's really good. I mean, last year, the Pac-12 is a great example. They were, they were rated the worst league in the country, and they were the best league in the tournament by far. And you have to take that into account. You can't just say, well, they were good. They had a great season in their league. You've got to play well in the tournament. And uh, if you don't, uh, that's a, an indication of just how strong your league is, I think. I, I don't think people take that into consideration enough. The regular season isn't the end. The regular season is the beginning, and the tournament is the end. And I think our teams will play well in the tournament. It's been a little bit of a down year, but our bottom teams were a lot better than uh, people thought. And our good teams, I think, will play well in the tournament and, you know, we'll just have to see uh, what's ahead. But I like the way Virginia Tech, Miami, and Duke are playing. I think North Carolina is a team. It's very hard to figure them. When their guards go good, they can beat anybody. Their guards are just a little erratic. But when they go good, they can beat anybody. Notre Dame offensively can beat a lot of good teams. They beat Kentucky. You know, they, they're pretty good offensively. Again, they're a really good offensive team, which in the tournament, if you're a really good offensive team, that, that can help you. You're not talking. Why, you're surprised by what Virginia – Why am I talking? <laughs> I'm listening. I'm li you're the guest. 
I'm one of the few hosts that actually shuts up and lets the guy that we're interested in talk. You surprised? Like I, I don't. You know the history of that league. I gotta. I gotta be honest. I'm not sure very many teams handled back to back North Carolina and Duke the way Virginia Tech handled both of those teams in the history of the league. I mean. You surprised by what Virginia Tech and Coach Young are, are a doing bit. right you now? You have to remember they needed a last-second shot to win their first game in the tournament, or they'd have been out of that tournament. Our tournament, they'd been out of the big tournament. Right. And now they turn around and do what they did. I mean, it's okay to beat North Carolina and Duke, but to, they, you know, they dominate the game. These, this team, Virginia Tech, has really good shooters. I mean, really good shooters. They've got a good inside big guy, and they've got a facilitator in Mutz. Um, they got a guy off the bench that scores 20 points a game and, and when he's in there, Maddox. Um, dangerous team, pretty good defensively, really good coach. Won a lot of games at Wofford and at Virginia Tech. Uh, I like Miami, too. Miami is a mobile team. They're a team that runs open offense, They've got three guards that put it on the floor and get to the basket. They've got a couple guys that really can shoot, and uh, they're hard to guard, really hard to guard. They pass the ball extremely well. They open the court up. Now, they could get beat early, but they could go a long ways. I mean, in the country, it's pretty open when you get by. I like Arizona. I like, you know, Gonzaga. I, I still I like them a lot. Um those two teams kind of stick out a little bit to me. I mean, I thought Auburn was great, but then, you know, they've had some puzzling losses. Uh, Kentucky's had a couple of those puzzling losses. Um, you know, it, it's hard to really say this is the team that's going to do it. But if I had to pick anybody, I think Arizona to me, I watched them again the other night. I mean, they've got a lot of, a lot of weapons. Um, they're, they're a difficult team to play against. They've got size and quickness defense. It could come down to Tommy Lloyd and Mark Few. Who knows? Uh, it, it's possible. Coach, I, I want to go back to Miami. I watched them play against Duke. Man, they're back cutting. That's a really bad second-round game for Auburn when you look. I mean, that's a tough one, man. I mean, it's a team that went into Duke and won, right? I mean, USC's got 25 wins. This is tough well, for we Auburn. we played Auburn early, and we weren't playing very well. They dominated us. Uh, I really like their team. Uh, I've been puzzled a little bit by some of their games uh, over the last 10, 10 games or so. And that's another thing that bothers me that I think you should start talking about. The committee has gone now to everything counts, which is good. Everything should count. But you need to look at the last 10 or 12 games a little bit. And if you're getting beat by 20 points, you don't you don't deserve to be in this tournament. You really don't. I don't care. All right, you had five quadrant one wins early in the year. Okay, that's good. But when you're getting beat by 20 points now, you got to think about that a little bit more. I never liked the last 10 games theory in terms of a major thing but it should be a factor in getting into this tournament. But I really liked Auburn early. Jabari Smith's as good as anybody. Kessler's really good. Green is a kind of a, he's kind of a wild card. He can get going or not get going a little bit, but I like their team. I mean, 
Miami has trouble with physical big guys, and they have a couple of those. Um, it'll be an interesting game. Uh, I think, from my experience, Auburn would handle Miami uh, with what I saw with Auburn early in the year. But I really like Miami's team. I like what they can do, and uh, it'll be that'll be a great game. It'll be it'll be one of many great games in this tournament. Uh, you looked at the conference tournaments. There were a lot of great games, really great games. But I still like Purdue a little bit. I, I know they've, they've struggled up and down a little bit, but you know, they, they should be a good tournament team, the size and strength and got some shooters and they got the wild card uh, guard, you know, uh, in, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's kind of a wild card. He can go out and get you 30. Um, their bigs are a problem. Uh, they'll be an interesting team in the tournament. I haven't really studied it. <laughs> you know, when you haven't, when you've been to the tournament every Stop year it. for 45 years and you don't go anywhere, it's depressing. So I'm, I can't leave. I can't, <laughs> this is my first time out of the bedroom for three days. So I gotta, I'm going back into hibernation. Uh, I'm happy. I'm fortunate. We have a really good recruiting class and some guys coming back that can help us. So, I'm kind of looking forward to get putting this year in the in the past and see what we can do next year. But yeah, I think it's a great tournament. I think college basketball is still in a great place in spite of the leadership, non-leadership that we're having. Um, Got to figure out the NIL. Uh, it's crazy. It's great for kids, but it's I don't know how you, where we're going with it. And uh, the transfer portal worked out good for a lot of kids about 20 percent it worked out bad for about 80 percent but it's freedom and is that right how, how do you know I that? Just how, look how, at, is that is that a I'm study is that something? you know empirically uh, i've looked at eight or ten guys that i saw transfer and didn't do anything or actually played less or scored less when they transferred to it's hard to transfer it's hard to pick the right place and uh some that worked out great for it and some that really struggled. Uh, I mean, nobody is going to do a complete study of it. I mean, you know, you had 2,000 kids transfer, but you have to kind of look and see, uh, kind of look look around and how did this guy do, how did that guy do? And, uh, you know, we had three guys come in here and two of them started and one played a lot. So it worked out for those guys really well. And... Uh, some it some it doesn't, but it's it's good for the players to have that freedom. Um, you know, there will be mistakes made, but there's mistakes made when you pick a college in the first place. Uh, so it, it's it, overall it's a good thing. Kids have that opportunity. The NIL is a good thing as long as it's not artificial. Where oh, you're going to get this for doing this, you know doing nothing you're going to get all that money uh, you know that's a problem i don't know if it can be solved uh, the other problem is international players cannot get a penny so how do you how do you as a coach how do you talk to your international we have four international players and they can't get a penny from the nil deal somebody needs to fix that i don't congress can't fix the things they're supposed to fix so i don't see them fixing that but then you have one player on a team makes a lot of money and the other players don't make anything or little. 
how do you fix that? How do you justify that as a coach? So there's a lot of issues. We don't seem to be able to, to kind of regulate it. And I don't think you can regulate it, restrain the trade and, and everything involved. So I don't know where that ends up down the road. Coach, I want to ask you, going back, um, you talked about games counting. It came out. You know, Rick Barnes, very adamant about, hey, what the hell? I mean, you don't count the Sunday championship <laughs> game, the Big Ten. You don't count the I, – I think college basketball, and I'm curious your thought on this. I think we got it backwards. Like, it's great that you count these games in the Champions Classic or Maui. Or, you should. I get it. But, damn, when, when you're playing down the stretch for a championship or you're playing in a conference tournament against the best of the best – I don't know how you can discount a championship well, game, or I, I, I think we got. Here's it how you discount it: they have to get it done by five o'clock. <laughs> that's the. That's I the know. Problem. I know. And even if you played all the championship games on Saturday, which is what the committee would like, uh, I think it's still a problem in terms of getting to the end. I, I've not been in that room. I know it's pretty complicated in there when you get near the end to be able to finish it quickly. But I just, I'm not sure what the answer is. Uh, I, I know that's a problem for the committee. And uh, but I mean, there's, at the end of the day, you're in the tournament and you're a seed off one or two. It isn't going to matter. Whether you're two or three isn't really going to matter. If you're good, you're going to get through it. And if you're not, you're not. But, you know, I just have always been interested. There's so many good teams now. That, Wake Forest is a really good team. They could win two or three games in this tournament. Their problem, they didn't play a tough enough non-conference schedule. The committee always picks on that. If you're close and you played nobody in the non-conference, that's when the committee comes in and hits you. But as I said, I agree with you. I said earlier, you know, you have to take into account how a team's playing at the end both good and bad. I mean, it, it shouldn't be the only factor, but it's got to be, it's got to be a factor in where you get, whether you get in or where you get placed. And I've never worried that much about seating. If, if you're a line or two off, I, I just don't think it matters. I think you gotta, you gotta win games and, you know, so you can have a bad seat and somebody gets upset that you're supposed to play and you can come out better. I mean, you know, it's, it's really, you can play your, like, like somebody smarter than me once said, you can play your way out of a bad seat. You can't play your way into the tournament. If you're, if you're, you can't win games, if you're not in there. So I don't worry about that right. as much. The thing I worry about with all these good teams, Dan, you know, they play these play in games, right? Then a team travels all the way across the country. Why don't you just have playing games at the sites where they would play? In other words, they play in, That's in California. <laughs> Why can't the playing game be at that NCAA site on Tuesday instead of – I like Dayton. Dayton was good. We went there. It was great. But why can't – and why can't they have eight playing sites? You know, why can't they just have eight Tuesday-Wednesday games like they, they have the, 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 the four now? Why can't they have eight and put, you know, eight, eight more teams in there? I, I don't I don't understand that. It doesn't make sense to me because it's all you can do it all too. You can just go to the sites. I mean, you have eight sites, right? So why don't 
why don't you just go there and play play the games at those eight sites and get those teams in i mean there's i think there's things you could do uh there's some really good teams that are always going to be left out but in basketball today teams that are left out texas a&m can beat a lot of people in this tournament they just won arguably one of the, you know the one of the two best conferences in the country. They just went to the finals. Um, I just think, I know Wake Forest could win. Um, I, I mean, there's teams that are not getting in now. Dayton, really good. It'd be nice to see that. Nobody talks about it. Nobody wants to hear it. Everybody thinks I'm crazy when I bring it up. And, you know, it's at least it's not because I'm old. I've been bringing it up for 20 years, so. My wife tells me, well, you're old when I do something, but I've been doing that for 20 years. So I, I can't be, it can't be because I'm old because I've always done it. Maybe, maybe you were old when you yeah. were young. Hell, I don't know. I, I've been old a long time. Hey, speaking of your wife, I, I saw what happened with, and then the reaction, uh, your wife gets carjacked at Destiny USA. And, you know, I'm reading what you said. And we just saw Julie because you are old and you couldn't get set up here with no the Zoom. Kid. So you had, you know, you're, I'm sure you can. Either. But she wants to help the kid. Yeah, you know, she does. No, I can't. But she wants to She's help the kid. Helped him. She's got him in with a lady that we work with in the community that has a place, has agreed to work with the kid. If he can't, if she can, she's trying. It's hard because of the family situation, but the kid is 12 years old and he's been doing stuff for two years like this, 10 years, he was, since he was 10. So her first thought when she came home was to help this kid. I said, well, that's not most people's first thought. I think if it had been somebody 25, 26 years old, she would have, it would have really been more difficult for not that it's easy to have that happen to you it's not easy but she has reached out already on multiple occasions to try to see what can be done to help this kid and uh, we'll follow up with our foundation and uh, I mean it's a problem in this country young kids are have no other way out they think and we have to find another way out for young kids or things like this are going to happen even more. So you, the kid gets caught. Yeah. Right. Is that, is that what happened? He gets caught and. And uh you know, you go, when you're 12, you go to the judge and it's mainly you go home. Basically you go home or a parent takes one parent can't do it. The other parents trying to, but basically that's what you do. And the kid had been in school seven days this year. So the goal is to get him back in school to get him help in an after school program, which is what we're trying to do. But it's very, it's very difficult. And that's why 19, 20 year old kids send a 12 year old kid in to do something because he can't, he can't be prosecuted. So that's it's kind of up in the air right now and and uh it, basically he goes home and if he doesn't if there's no guidance there he can go do what he's been doing then he goes back in he's been in several times in the system but there's there's a 
kid's a place he can go, but if he goes there, he can leave and go home if he wants to. So it's a, not easy to figure out. Is he receptive to your help? Is he receptive to your yeah, help? They've, they've reached out and said that they would be willing, but we'll see how that goes. We'll try. We're going to try. I give Julie an unbelievable amount of credit. Most, most people wouldn't want to do that. She really sincerely wants to do that and is going to going to do it somehow. Uh, buddy gets suspended. <laughs> you ain't happy. My wife ain't happy. She's yelling at me <laughs> that if you're going to go back and look at the film, then you got to go back and look at the film uh, of everything. Uh, <laughs> bottom line, what, what, what well, did buddy you was think? A lot what what buddy happened gave- there? came did exactly the right thing on his own we didn't even talk to him and he it, he owned the mistake he made a mistake he knows it. he swung around and hit him and it, he didn't mean to punch him but he did it was kind of he wanted to just hit him on the shoulder because it was a hard push on the play but you know he made that reaction and he, and he owned up to it the problem was and we have really good officials our officials are great really as good as any league in the country they could have looked at it. We were up 18. We we're going to go up 30 in another two minutes without Buddy scoring. And he should have been thrown out of the game right then. Flagrant two. Easy. And he plays against Duke. My contention was because they didn't do that, they made a mistake. Okay. But Buddy is the one getting punished because he got the maximum punishment, which is one, one game. Buddy's never hit anybody's life. You know, there's not many 22 or three-year-olds, 22, that can say, I've never touched anybody in my life. And he never has. He's the nicest, easygoing kid I've ever come across in my life. And I've come across a lot of kids. And he was just, he's totally devastated that he did that. And he said that. And he owned up to it. And he, he wrote his own speech and I wouldn't you know I would have not I would have said well I think I he he said I don't want to talk about the whether or not I should have gotten suspension I think they should have found a way to reprimand him and to let him play but I understand too there's punishment for things um this should have been right then should have been that game and we would have won and he never would have been given an additional game for that um but it's you know it is it is what it is and our my team really stood up they played great against duke uh we're in a one point game with three minutes to go after they'd beaten us by 30 twice with with buddy that's the one the one team we couldn't handle everybody else in our league we played either one or we played a one or two point game with you know so he owned up to it uh I was, I'm still upset. I, I don't think it should have been a one game suspension, but I can see how you can argue that it would be, but, uh, you know, did a hey, coach, did they, did, was it like you're on the court that happens? Did the referees just not see anything? I mean, was there ever a, uh, you know, it was, there was nothing, right? Because once you stop, you know what I mean? Like, what what was the, well, the dynamic thing? There? I didn't even really register it. I saw the kid on the floor. I thought he got 
an el- I thought he just got an errant elbow or something. And the, he told the referees he was hit. I don't know why they didn't look at it. I never thought about it. I didn't think there was any kind of anything. I thought it was just a, you know, push and shove and he got one in the stomach or something. And that was it. Um, the kid's a great kid. I mean, he had just pushed Buddy. It wasn't, it was a foul, but it wasn't a flagrant foul. He just pushed him on the, on the rebound and Buddy just reacted and he shouldn't have. And, you know, that's, that's where we are. I don't know why they didn't. They look at that stuff all the time, every time. I right. don't know why. I every mean, nobody's time. asked them why. I, I mean, that I know of. I'm sure that the league asked them. But they both, two of the referees refed in our tournament after that. So, again, they're good refs. All three of those, they're good. I mean, the. I had no problem with the refereeing in the game, and, and I've had those officials before many times. I've never had a problem with those officials. Um, I don't – they're good. They're really good officials, and they should be in the NCAA tournament. They're that good. I don't know why they <laughs> – I don't know why they didn't look at that. I mean, I, I just don't know. Somebody should ask them, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Do you think officials? Do you think an official should meet with the press after a game? Not really. It's a hard game to referee. They're gonna make. They're gonna. We look at the films, and there's eight or ten calls missed both ways. You know, they say they get ninety percent of the calls, ninety-five percent of the calls right. They're right, but ninety-five percent, ninety percent of the calls are easy. <laughs> In other words, ninety percent of the calls. Right. You right. can make it home. Yeah, you and I anybody. can make. Yeah, it's, right. There's, right. There's three right. or four percent of the calls that are really hard, and my my looking at it, they they do miss a lot of those because they're hard. They're hard to make, and even when you look at some of them, you're not a hundred percent sure when you slow it down. So it's a hard game to referee. At the end of the day the players decide the, who wins the game. Once in a while, there's a call right at the end of a game that could determine the game. That that happens, and that's unfortunate, and those referees don't like to make that call. But once in a while, that happens. But for the most part, uh, there's bad calls during the game. You get a chance to overcome them. But, uh, you know, every coach thinks that he gets the, the bad call in a game. The problem is there's two coaching ref and one coach in one game. So they can't both get the bad call. One of them has to get it. <laughs> but again, you can overcome bad calls and, and, you know, you have an opportunity to in a game to do that. So let's not blame the officials. I get, we yell at them. That's what we, we do. They expect it. And uh, I haven't had a technical in so long. I can't remember the last one. So I guess they, no, really? I don't think so. I, I can't remember the last one. I got, and, and in 10 years, I haven't gotten five, I guarantee it. You, you know, you, you make your point, and then then you stop. Most officials, they don't want to give you a technical. You've got you've to go someplace to, to get one. They don't want to. You know, they'll listen, and uh, then, they'll, then you have to move on, you know. The worst thing is when... 
The you, worst you, thing is when the ref said, yeah, I missed that one. Now, what are you going to say then? There's nothing <laughs> you can say. You just sit down. <laughs> well, don't miss it. Don't miss I'm it. I'm running out of battery. I'm running out of battery here. I forgot the charge. I didn't know we were going to be on Zoom, and I'm not technical. So, whatever. All right. I'll let you go. Now, you better get it. I think you're going to be on with Stephen A. You better. Uh, hey, are you still enjoying Love coaching? It. It's the best thing in the world. I got a good team next year. I can't. I'm yeah, really excited. Good. All right. Go get. Go get Julie to straighten All you right, out, man. man. I, you're the best. Thank you. You're the best. Thanks, Your coach. Your wife only made one All mistake, right. and That's she married good. it. So I don't know. I, I don't know, know what. To... Right here, pal. <laughs> <laughs> it's right here. <laughs> oh, he is the best. Nobody watches hoops like Coach Bayam. I'm telling you, man. Nobody knows more about it. Nobody follows it. My man should have, and I thank him for coming on. He should have a daggone book. Uh, he and J Jason Benetti, he gave Benetti and I, uh, I don't know what he gave. He gave us like two hours. We're sitting on the court talking about Dr. J. We're talking about, man, I, Calvin Murphy, Tate's Lock, Norm Ellenberger. Should be a book. All right, we're going to come back. I got some stuff for you as we go through. I've announced my final four. I'll recap. But don't at me as a Purdue homer. Don't even try it, people. Don't even try it. I'm not a, a Big Ten or Purdue or Iowa homer. I'm giving you the best teams in the country. And you heard Coach Bayon basically say what I've been saying. Gonzaga and Arizona. We'll be right back. Hey, the YouTube chat is popping. I think I'm going to give away teams once we get to Thursday morning. Uh, I'll give away teams then, and the winner is going to get a nice prize from Double D. What's going to happen is your team, if I give you Illinois and they win the tournament, you're going to get a prize from me. We're going to do that Thursday after all these playing. It's just a pain in the backside to do with play-in games and all that. So we're going to do it once we get our deal set. If you want to, and I think you should, if you want to, go to NCAA.com, go to the bracket contest and the OutKick bracket. I don't know, got about four or 500 people. Uh, you'll like it. It'll be fun. Also, Look, don't forget, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, uh, what FanDuel's got for you right now. FanDuel, I got to do new customers, bet $5 and you can win $150. Look, I am no mathematician. I barely got through finite math at Indiana, but that's 30 to 1 odds on your first bet. Don't matter. Take freaking uh, Gonzaga to beat Georgia State and you're going to go from 5 to 150. Just go sign up over at FanDuel. Let's talk about a couple of things non-NCAA related. I get fascinated by these kind of things, and this should be like Dan's fascinated. Here in Indianapolis, we're looking, and I know I got all these guys on the YouTube chat. Uh, I know we've got everybody here. I got Coop. I got Sean Black. I got Jennifer. Jennifer can't sleep. The Hoosiers are rolling tonight. I couldn't sleep. My daughter was in town. We went out watching movies, drinking wine. It was great. However, while we were sleeping, let me tell you something. I'm going to get into the Indiana game and why you, I, not you, I'm not telling anybody what to do but why I am betting some money. While we were sleeping, and actually yesterday, a couple things had happened. Here in Indianapolis, we're trying to find a quarterback. Here in Indianapolis, we gave away Carson Wentz, who, by the way, I saw in church on Sunday. He's a great dude. All right. 
So we get rid of Carson Wentz, and we don't have a plan. Here's what happened yesterday. Mitchell Trubisky, where'd he go? The Steelers, going to have a chance to be the starter there. Teddy Bridgewater, where'd he go? Back up. Teddy Bridgewater's a genius. Teddy Bridgewater is so smart. Teddy Bridgewater, where'd he go? He went to Miami to be a solid backup for Tua. And then, and then, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Kirk Cousins, actually before all this, Kirk Cousins gets extended by the Minnesota Vikings. So if you're looking for a quarterback, Carolina is, and I know they've been talking uh, to Deshaun Watson. There's a number of teams uh, that are looking for quarterbacks. But here's the deal. If you're the Colts and you're looking for a quarterback and you gave away Carson Wentz, is Marcus Mariota better? I don't think so. I don't know. It sure doesn't seem. Jameis Winston and Jimmy G, all right, I think Colts fans can live with them, but those are the quarterbacks that are really on the market right now for teams, aren't they? And does anybody really, I don't know, does anybody really get that excited? I would think that Jimmy G, a lot of you guys on the YouTube chat, they make fun because Jimmy G is a really good-looking guy, and you guys are just crushing him. Did I see this right today? Did I see that Deshaun Watts is going to talk to the the Browns? Report. Watson to meet with the Browns as potential trade looms. Now, Deshaun Watson got opened up here, right? Because there's going to be no criminal charges. His opened up. It opened up nice for him. But the truth of the matter is, man, so what are you going to do? You're going to trade Deshaun Watson for Baker Mayfield? Hey, that might be a win-win for everybody, including Deshaun Watson and Baker Mayfield. But let's be honest. Who would you like to have as a quarterback of your team? Would you rather have Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota? Uh, who is the third one I just said? My brain has gone. Jameis Winston, or Jimmy G. Here's what I see. Highest ceiling, the dude is thrown for a ton of yards. And maybe if he got himself straightened out with Sean Payton to the tomb of 14-3 to touchdowns and interception, maybe Jameis Winston has a highest ceiling. But both Jameis Winston and Jimmy G are hurt. So who do you want as a quarterback? Do you want, I don't know, Marcus Mariota? What has Marcus Mariota ever done to sit here and go, hey, look, we got to have Marcus Mariota. I've got to have this guy. He improves our quarterback position exponentially. I don't think so. I mean, look, maybe he does. Maybe it's one of those deals like Tannehill. I don't know why I'm looking over here, but where Tannehill is like, hey, I got a new fresh start in Tennessee, and maybe this is for Marcus Mariota coming out of the Raiders. But I don't see it. I can't lie to you. I'd just assume if I'm the Colts, and I am the Colts, I'm just, I would just assume keep frickin' Carson Wentz as these guys. I mean, put yourself, Carolina. I, mean, I don't know. Do you want these guys? I, Jimmy G's got a good name. And you got Gardner Minshew? The team that Gardner Minshew can beat would be the Colts if he comes to the Colts. Now he's coming to the Colts, and that helps the Colts because they don't have to play against Gardner freaking Minshew. But the truth of the matter is, holy hell. I mean, do you really, really want these guys? Is this who's going to take your team? Hey, look, I don't know. 
I, I don't know nothing about it. But what I do know is this. You better find a damn quarterback if you are in the NFL. I don't give a damn about any of this other stuff. If you don't have a quarterback, we can all say it. We can all sing it. We can all say sing Kumbaya. You got nothing. Now, Colts, terrific running back. Everybody's got something that they do really, really well. All right? Every team's got something. Remember, even the Jaguars last year had a decent defense for most of the year. So while people were ripping, yeah, I know, but they had a decent defense. Every team has something that they do well. Everyone. Not some, every single one. So you better find a damn quarterback that can put you in a position to win. Doesn't have to be some guy that is like, you know, doesn't have to be Joe Montfreakantana, but you got to have somebody that's not going to throw the ball to the other team. I think anyway, and you got to have somebody that's going to play their brains out when it, when it gets tough. We can't have people throwing the ball left-handed to the other team. I mean, let's be honest. Nobody wants to see that act. Is Kyler Murray in play? But if Kyler Murray's in play, who in the hell are you getting to replace him? You got to change your whole damn offense for Kyler Murray. No, no, not doing it. Sorry, I am not doing it. Uh, I cannot find, Taylor, if you can find the next, um, for some reason, my emails are not popping. I didn't say this show was running smooth. Oh, yeah. The SEC, man, they're just firing dudes. They don't care. They're firing everyone. Frank Martin was the latest to go. Let's go through this. Will Wade should have. Tom Crane, tough situation. Ben Holland. Hey, I thought he'd get another year. So did Tom Crean yesterday. Conzo Martin, I thought was ridiculous. I thought they should have kept him another year at least. And Frank Martin, it seems like just yesterday, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Frank Martin just go to the damn Final Four? I think if you go to the Final Four at a school like South Carolina, you got carte blanche to stay forever. Ever. Don't at me about it either. Forever. Hey, look, South Carolina, and don't feel bad. I mean, I get it. You know, guys are like, well, I don't feel bad for them. No one's asking you to feel bad. Guys are making a boatload of money, a blank ton of money, by doing what? By doing nothing because, frankly, they got a great contract. I don't feel bad for anybody, but I do go, hey, wait a second. Can we at least give some of these guys a shot here? I mean, a little bit? I'm not saying they got a, you know, they're not a lifetime deals. I'm not saying Conzo Martin was not, um, well, should have been on a lifetime contract. But I do think that, you know what? That dude is a good dude. Really good dude. And I don't like the fact that he was let go. I don't like the fact Frank Martin. I think the guys that are let go for the most part are very good mentors. Except your boy. Except. Yeah, boy. Will Wade. No. No. I'm not going down with Will Wade. In fact, I'm not taking his team. I won't take his team. No chance. All right. Listen to this. DraftKings is up today. The stock. I always look at different stocks. Why is a stock up today that's a gambling stock? Tell you why. 
$1.1 billion is estimated to be bet on the NCAA tournament. Three point one billion. B I L L I O N. Billion. Billion. Now think about this. Think about where we were as a country. The funniest story that I have is how, you know, at ESPN and NCAA, we weren't for years. Brett Musburger had to talk about the guys in the desert for years. He had to say coded things like, hey, that shot meant something to somebody. You know what I mean? Well, all of a sudden, man, all of a sudden, two years ago, right as the pandemic was hitting, Michigan State was playing Penn State. And Dave Fleming and I opened the broadcast by talking about even though Michigan State is like 10th in the country, they're a three-point underdog. Nice. You know, I always, again, I always want to hear two sides of the story. Uh, Jennifer says I'm $100 of that. There you go. I always want to hear two sides of the story. I always want to hear the finish to the story. I get it. Everybody can act like a victim. You know, we all know this. We all know. Okay. So there's always two sides to things, right? And one of the sides in gambling was, well, you know, it's going to lead to addictions. It's going to lead to broke people. I don't know whether it has or hasn't, but I would sure like to know. I would sure like to know what the ramifications of gambling are. And do they outweigh our, my included, uh, fixation on gambling? I would really like to know that. I think it's interesting. Because when you hear one side, it's, hey, man, it's great. It keeps me engaged. And then you hear the other side that says, well, you know, 1-800-9-WITH-IT is where to go. There's going to be, I get it both. I do. But I'd like to hear where we're at. It's like, I always want to hear after guys make predictions on baseball or football, or how did they do? But 3.1 billion, man. I just gave you, I just gave you how to make a ton of money. You take this bracket that I have, and it's not the official bracket, so I'm not going to show it, but it's been up on this show. You go to your favorite site, FanDuel, and you play what Double D's telling you. Here's what I'm doing. Fades of the day, ladies and gentlemen. I may be dead wrong about this, but I've watched film on Wyoming. Good team. E.K., Ike, whatever the hell... He's really good. They've got a nice post game. They do. And I will not tell you they don't. But when I watch Wyoming, the fourth place team in the Mountain West, and I watch Indiana lately, I'm not talking about Indiana four weeks ago. I'm talking about Indiana lately. You know what I see? I see a minimum of 10-point spread. Now, I'm not an odds maker. I'm not Lefty Rosenthal from a casino, right? But that's what I see. And what I try to do is I try to do that. And many times when I do that, it, it's like, yeah, well, uh, you're an idiot. That didn't work out so good. No good. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's not it. No. Many times it's like that, right? Many times. But the truth of the matter is when there's that big a discrepancy, because the line has moved to four, I thought it would move higher. I thought the line would move at minimum to five. But I'm going to take Indiana again. I'm going to take it at four. And if you lose, hey, man, we lose. But this to me, as I watch film on both, 
Again, recent. I'm not talking about Indiana getting beat by whatever team they got beat by at home. Indiana has played everybody tight. They just got to close. They just got to close. And if they do that, I'll tell you what, I think their toes will be tapping. I got them at three and a half. Hey, I'll tell you another one. Again, I'm not telling you what to do. And I will tell you more about this tomorrow. But, but Indiana's still at four, by the way. But I'm going to take Wright State minus three and a half against Bryant. I think Wright State's pretty good. Wright State was, I don't think they're going to win a game in the tournament other than this one because they move on to play Arizona. But if you can get this at three and a half right now, Wright State, the game is at 640 tomorrow. It's in Dayton. Wright State is in Dayton. They will have, and it's a very nice basketball school. There are literally, they have a gym that makes basically anything in the MAC uh, look like a grade school gym. So Wright State's no joke in that city. They've put money into it. Scott Nagy can really coach. So could Jared Grasso at, at uh, Bryant. I'll be surprised if this isn't a five-point or more game because of a couple things. One, Wright State won their conference tournament the way a coach wants to win it if he can't just route somebody. What does that mean? That means that we got down, we battled our brains out, and now we won. How do you get that done? Why is that a good? Because you can still show your team and teach your team the things that they did to get down 16 to Northern Kentucky. That is important moving into the tournament where in the tournament, after, after you win the tournament, usually everyone's kissing your backside. The student body is excited. They rush the court. Everybody loves you, particularly at a mid-major that doesn't get the go by coming in uh, fifth place in the Big Ten or the Big East or whatever. So I'm telling you, winning their tournament that way factors in. Now, do I think Peter Kiss and Bryant are really good? I do. I do. Peter Kiss led the nation in scoring, for crying out loud. Hey, Dan, you're a homer. Purdue and Iowa, you're a Big Ten homer. I'll go back to Iowa. I'm going to give it to you. You tell me where I'm wrong. Iowa on February 10th, 110-87 against Maryland. I don't even care about the 87. When I saw 110 on the road in the Big Ten in February where everyone's scouting, I don't care if Maryland was in a little bit of disarray with Danny Manning at the time. I don't care. And neither do coaches in the Big Ten. I had three coaches. Dan, can you believe that? 110? So I'm starting to pay attention to Iowa. 98 against Nebraska. They lose. They give up two. They they didn't play great at home. This isn't a team that's undefeated. But this is a team 79 against Michigan, 75 Ohio State, 86, 88, 82, 82, 70, excuse me, 74, 112 in the Big Ten tournament. 84, 80, 75. Telling you, here's the deal with Iowa. They lost. Arguably, you can make the argument they're three best players. Wieskamp was a second-round draft. Luca Garza was the player of the year in the country. And Joe Frederick, terrific shooter. Frederick went to Kentucky, and he, and he tore up his knee. You can make the argument they lost their best three, but here's what they got. They got a team. They got the best, easiest score in the country 
in Keegan Murray. They've got the, I think, the most emerging player in college basketball at six foot nine in Connor McCaffrey. I'm sorry, in uh, Patrick McCaffrey. I mean, Patrick McCaffrey, to me, looks so much better and so much more comfortable in the Big Ten championship game in the biggest of stages than he did maybe all year. And I'm not going to pretend and say up to February 10th that I watched all of Iowa, but I did, and I've been talking about it on here since February 10th. That dude at 6'9", makes pull-ups, can hit three, drives kicks, cuts. His brother might be the toughest dude left in the tournament. Connor, he can guard bigger. Don't think he can shoot. Made the biggest bucket of the game the other day for Iowa. Seriously. Then every guy that comes in the game just plays well. Toussaint defends. He's gritty. He's tough. And Jordan Bohannon's the best clutch three-point shooter late in the game in the country. He's been doing it for five years. He's been doing it for five years. A six, I guess. And I'm not afraid to say to all you Indiana fans, Jordan Bohannon kicked our ass, and I made a jackass tweet saying that he was sad. Sasha Stefanovic, it was back in January. I own it. He got me. Why am I taking Purdue? I just have believed in Purdue all year. I'm sorry. I, I just have believed in Purdue all stinking year. I have. I don't know. They don't have a bad draw. I think they can handle Virginia Tech. I don't like Kentucky as much as most. Baylor and and UCLA or Indiana, they can handle those. I think Gonzaga and Arizona are the best two teams in the country. Uh, And I think Jim Boeheim said it as well. I think he feels like they're the best two teams in the country. And look, Tommy Lloyd worked for Gonzaga. And I'll tell you something else. Sean Miller left a hell of a team for Tommy Lloyd, and Tommy Lloyd's done a great job with it. It's not that easy to just all of a sudden, oh, I don't know, take over a team from a longtime coach and get them to where Tommy Lloyd is. I'll take Iowa. I'll take Purdue. I'll take Gonzaga. I'll take Arizona. I think Arizona in the Lute Olsen game wins that game. I think Gonzaga beats Purdue, and I think the Zags win the national championship. Last thing, you guys that are old enough will remember in the NBA, you had to break down a door. Like, you had to beat down a door, right? I mean, you couldn't just become champions. Michael Jordan had to get through the Pistons. Larry Bird had to break through the freaking Lakers. Magic Johnson, I, he just won, I guess. He had to break through Philadelphia. But I'm just saying, what I'm saying is, I think that's Gonzaga's time. Go to NCAA.com and go to the bracket challenge and fill out your bracket and play against me. Mine's in there. I'm after you. I ain't afraid. Truth of the matter is, uh, I think mine's the same as what I put here. I don't know. I always forget. The other thing, 107.5, the fan, if you're an Indiana fan, Steve Alford, who coached against Wyoming, uh, I think three times this year, is going to join me at 1 o'clock. We're going to break that down, Indiana place tonight, probably 9.15 or so over in Dayton. It's going to be a hell of a game. Uh, Wyoming's a nice team, but Indiana should win. Indiana should win big. Anyway, I cannot thank you enough for joining us. I hope you get and you fill out your bracket. Uh, We're going to be back at it tomorrow. Uh, We're going to break down the games. Like, we're going to break down what the heck happens tonight. And then, of course, tomorrow night, 
Uh, you've got Rutgers, Notre Dame, and then Wright State and Bryant. So the NCAA tournament starts today, Thursday, Friday. Remember, just remember, if you sneak out of work, this is our motto, if you sneak out of work and you go watch a tournament and your boss fires you, guess what? You wasn't that good at that job anyway. Have a wonderful afternoon, everybody. Check us out on 1075 The Fan uh, from noon to 3. Dylan, Ryan, can't thank you guys enough.